This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this free-for-all Friday. And boy, is there a lot to talk about this week. Now, for the last few weeks, the whole issue of mandatory vaccination for certain groups of workers was really big and even overshadowed the first week of the election campaign. Now, in the week that just was, uh, I look at it kind of as dominoes falling because on Tuesday, the provincial government unveiled its version of mandatory vaccination, which isn't that mandatory, but uh, provincial workers will have to be vaccinated or will have to have tests. Frequently. How frequently? Well, it depends. But after that, we heard from the city yesterday, municipal workers, the same deal. And from some private employers, some of the big banks saying you cannot come back and work on site if you are not vaccinated. And there are some convention, uh, sorry, concert venues. You won't be able to get into a big show at some places unless you are vaccinated or show a negative test. You know, that's a, that's a bit of a pain for those people who are not vaccinated. If they're going to have to show negative tests all the time, that's, uh, you know, that's quite the thing. And when we had Kevin Smith, who is the CEO of the University Health Network and their protocols, he said, were the model for what the province instituted. Uh, he said that, you know, if people aren't vaccinated and they cannot do their work at home or elsewhere, uh, they will probably be put on a leave of absence. And leaves of absence are generally unpaid. So there's been a lot of fudging about the consequences for those people who don't want to be vaccinated. But uh, it looks like there may be some. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free one 866-740-4740. And uh, what about the election campaign? Have you started to pay attention? Who do you think is winning? Is there anything that might make you change your mind in there? I want to hear about that as well. And I'm going to bring up the front page of the Toronto Sun, but before we do that, let us begin with Gail in High Park. Hello, Gail. Yes, um, I was just wondering, how is Elections Canada going to be um, using the voting when a lot of the polling stations are going to be used at schools? 
Uh, well, that, you ask a very good question, and uh, not just to promo a, a, a very in-depth interview I have running on Sunday on Zoomer Week in Review with the elections, one, uh, one of the people from Elections Canada, which answers a lot of questions. So they have to find 18,000 polling places. And I asked him, I said, a lot of them are in schools, which will be in session. And a lot of them are in seniors' residences, places like that, where they may not want to have that. And and uh, he said, yep, we're going to have alternative places. And people have to be very careful checking out where their polling place is, because it might not be in any of the usual places. Uh, I think that if they can have a separate entrance at a school that's really separated, they might do something like that. So I think they're going to have difficulty. I think they're going to have difficulty finding workers. You know, Gail, here's, here's the thing. And the other thing is that they're not requiring people working the polls to be vaccinated. But it is normally older people. And when he first brought that up, he said, oh, that's great, because, you know, most older people are vaccinated. But I think a lot of older people are not going to want to put themselves out there in the middle of a pandemic, Gail. What do you think? That's right, because a lot of the people that do work on the elections are, are retired people. So they might have a problem that way. Uh, absolutely, they might have a problem that way. Uh, though the pay is pretty good; it's uh, it's between seventeen fifty and twenty three fifty an hour plus overtime. Mm-hmm. So the the pay is pretty good. They're going to have all these protocols in place, and and people out there. It could take days before you get the results, before we all get the results. What do you think of that? Does that annoy you? And there'll be a lot of mail-in ballots. Well, well, this is it. I, like, I don't understand, uh, like, why they're saying that a lot of people will be doing in-person voting and will want to use the uh, mail-in. But the thing is, what's the difference of standing in line to vote as it is of standing in line waiting for vaccines? So... That's the way I look at it. Well, yeah, except, um, <laughs> well, you've already stood in line for the vaccines and now you're vaccinated. So, right. it, I mean, I have heard estimates as high as 5 million. The guy I talked to said he anticipates 2 to 3 million mail-in ballots, mm-hmm. which we've never had before. So, uh, yeah, that's the reason. It might take two to five days, depending on how the vote breaks. That's right. Gail, thanks for your call. Okay, thank you very much. Bye now. Bye-bye. Let's go to Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. Don't forget to go visit Peggy's Cove and enjoy a lobster sandwich. Uh, I'm going to be on the other end of the country. Oh, I thought you were going to Nova Scotia. Nope. Nope. No, I am not. I like Nova Scotia, but uh, I'm going to be in British Columbia. Okay, it's still beautiful there. You'll enjoy there. I will. Thank you. Yes. Anyway, thanks for letting me, letting me, letting this off my chin. <laughs> Your slogan. Go ahead. Okay, mandatory is taking up a new meaning. Yeah. Uh, after a slow start, our prime minister, our mayors, Bonnie, Brown, and Tory, and, and the doctors, Dr. Brokosh, has done a great job on vaccine front. Also, people like us who stepped up and did the right thing got vaccinated. 
So at this stage, at 60 months into the pandemic, I think the ship has failed for, to change people's mind. Um, those who believe that this is a conspiracy, it's not real, vaccine is not good, they will not change their mind, even if, only if COVID affects them. And, of course, that will be too late. So I think the government, um, not only that, back, these people should pay for the testing cost. The cost uh, that's driving up COVID. Anyway, you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> I, I know what you're getting. I know what you're getting at. Now, I have to say that I mostly agree with you that people who are not convinced now will not be convinced. Though I think there's probably a fairly sizable group of people who are on the fence enough uh, that just that that they will do it because it's going to be such a pain not right. to do it and put such a damper on what they're able to do and where they're able to go. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a sizable group like that, but I agree with you. If people believe those things that you mentioned, they're not going to be convinced. No. So I think so in the future, the governments, uh, and I mean, that's not counted everywhere, they should pass a pandemic vaccine bill just like polio, diphtheria, whatever, so the human race has a better chance to survive. And there wouldn't be a global disruption on the scale that we're experiencing right now. Yep. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it is complicated. There are are union contracts. And, and, uh, you know, Mayor Tory made a very... I think, pithy comment with some of the objections of union leaders for for making it mandatory, or should I say their objections to the consequences. He said, those are the same people that were screaming that their people should get the vaccines first. (laughs) And and now look what they're saying. Exactly, like teachers and all those, right? Yep, exactly. crazy. Okay, Sita, thanks for that. Anyway, take care. Have a safe one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's go to Carolyn here in Toronto. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Debbie. Um, I just have, have a, a bit of information to give off first, and then um, I'll tell you what I'm proposing. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. A two National Post journalists, very well um, known, um, Kelly uh, Parlane and Rex Murphy, and um, I'd just like to read a statement from each one. And no, 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 no. That takes the, you know, if people want to read the National Post, they can. Uh, you can't you can't get on the air and read statements uh, just because uh, it kind of bores people. So what, what's your point, Carolyn? I, I'm anxious to hear your take. And, um, Trudeau called an election. This is um, where I read in the paper somewhere because the op- opposition were obstructionists like the NDP, um, like the, the, they... That's produced, what he said. They produced a, a, a full government. Um, and he was able, although they're supposed to be so obstructional, they, he spent half a trillion dollars from the beginning of COVID to now, which is $500 billion. Yep. And, and he spent another $500 million plus to try for... A majority government. Um, so the federal government, um, I'm proposing to spend million plus, which is allotted to the province provinces with the same percentage as the population, to be to be run out by nurses. 
Okay, thanks for that. Okay, um, not sure exactly where that was going. Uh, the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And let us take a call from Jerry in Scarborough. Hello, Jerry. Hi, I listened to a lot of this thing and my father told me a long time ago, as far as politics is concerned, you got to have two qualities to be a politician. One is to be a crook and the other is to be a liar because they never keep their promises. <laughs> Okay, that's a bit harsh. About is the uh, vaccines? The uh, we have health cards. Well, I cannot. The Minister of Health just take our health cards and, as somebody is vaccinated with their second dose, just issue a new health card with that printed on the health card. So all you have to do is, (laughs) if somebody wants to know if you're vaccinated, you just show them your health card, and it's right on the health card. And it won't cost the government a pile of money. Oh, issuing a whole a, a new health card for everybody? I think that will cost a bit of money and it'd take forever. I mean, look everybody how long it took to, them to phase out the red and white old health cards. We have to renew them anyhow because they only last for five years. Mine expires on my birthday in uh, in six weeks and I have to go get, a, get another one. Okay, well, I hope you get that on time with COVID. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... The federal government said it's working on a vaccine passport. Uh, I don't think the actual document, unless you're traveling abroad, is as important as where you have to use it and who makes that decision. But I hear where you're coming from. I mean, people want a simple way of showing that they are vaccinated. I can't think of anything more simple than your health card. Okay. Thanks for that, Jerry. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, people have a little bit of patience. I will get to your calls, I promise. But sometimes there is a lineup, and I am going to take a call from Kathy in Niagara Falls. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Um, I'm just calling because... um with all this stuff going on in Afghanistan, um, on the Canadian news, they've been saying that they've been taking people out. And on CNN, they never mentioned once about Canadians taking anybody out. It just bugs me. Well, CNN is an American network, and uh, they, they don't pay a lot of attention to us, as do uh, most Americans don't pay a lot of attention to us. So if you want to see what the Canadians are doing, you should get your news from a Canadian source. Well, I, I do. I get from both. But it just bugs me that the Americans are so, you know, they don't, they don't give anybody else credit for anything. It's always them, them, them. Yep. Well, the, the, you, that, you, you've got it. That is the truth. Anyway, that's, that's all I had to say. Okay. Thank you, Kathy. Bye-bye. All right. It's time for a break. Let me give the numbers out again. And before we go to break, I wonder if anyone has seen the front page of the Toronto Sun. It has a full page picture of an 89-year-old woman uh, with the headline in very bold, Senior Vote Not For Sale, with dollar signs. And uh, this woman's name is Dorothy Williams. She's 89. 
And she's livid that her $500 old age security top up for people over 75 was was put into her bank account right after the election was called. She says that's insulting. And so just let me remind everybody that that was promised before the 2019 election. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I remember taking so many calls from people saying, where's my 500 bucks? The last delay said it was supposed to come in July, but oops, it came right after the election was called. I wonder what's behind that. So um, if anybody has seen uh, the story on this woman and Dorothy Williams, if you're listening, give us a shout. Love to hear from you. So again, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. We've been talking about the election. We've been talking about mandatory vaccination. Uh, and uh, I brought up the front page of the Toronto Sun, which has an 89-year-old woman, Dorothy Williams, who feels insulted that the government put the 500 bucks in her account the day after the election was called. This is 500 bucks that was promised two years ago before a previous election. Doesn't surprise me in the least, but uh, let us get right to the phones. Let me give you the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we begin with Douglas in Lake Scugog. Hello. Hello, uh, let me just let me uh, pull over to the side of the road here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on a, a country road, so yeah, good. we want you um, to be safe. Okay, yes, I am now. Um, so listen, what I I am a uh, a, a worker for the uh, uh, Elections Canada, right? I'm a supervising uh, uh, deputy returning officer. Oh, good. Which means that I look after a polling station. Which means there could be four, five, six, eight polling stations there. Right. Right. And th- and this involves a lot of people. And I've been doing this many times, right? Yep. And uh, I just want to say, and you reiterated this earlier, that the cost is outrageous because I know how much they pay me. <laughs> Good for you. And then. And then, you know, if you got six polling stations, there's another 12 people. You got two information officers. You got two correction officers, which do all the paperwork if people don't come in there and have the right ID and all this, whatever. You got greeting people. You got, it's, a, it's unbelievable. But what, aren't most of those people full time employees of Elections Canada? No, 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 no. Every time the election comes up. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, but I've been doing this for years and I'm quite aware of what's going on. But I do realize that it's going to be a totally different situation whatsoever. And I mean, 
uh, you know, what are they talking, 50 million millions and this? Five million, maybe. But at any rate, one point I want to make, and you uh, said this earlier, the youth school. No, I'm in Durham region, right? Uh, Oshawa riding. But uh, uh, they can't use the school. They have to find somewhere else to put these uh, polling stations. Well, it's it's up to, okay, so here was what I was told about the schools by uh, a senior person, is that if there are any schools, uh, first of all, it has to be approved by the board and by the principal. So yeah, I, I think don't think Durham, that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think the Durham board is the board of the mouth. Yeah. Like, you're not using our schools. We don't need your influx of people here. Well, we're exactly. Gonna, we're going to be dealing enough with our kids coming back to school, if that's what they're going to do. I think that's uh, that would be the sensible response from every school. But Well, I do, too. Yeah. So, so I, am, I, I have to go through a few seminars, and I know there's going to be a huge number of changes. And uh, I'm telling you, just the amount uh, they pay me for doing what I do, Combined with everybody else at that place, you try to add that up, and uh, and you go right across Canada, boy oh boy. And and let me just make the point that most elections or the previous election cost about five hundred million dollars, but this one, it has already been said, will cost more because of all the COVID stuff. Exactly, and then we don't know the results that night. We don't. What do you think about that, Douglas? Is that by you? I I I think that's just totally ridiculous <laughs> because I, my responsibility is to, let's say there's six polling stations. I have to take those results to the uh, elections Canada office in the Oshawa riding and the results are there. I hand them to them and they, and then later that night you hear the results. But this is not going to happen. I can tell you right now. Yep. This is not D- Douglas. Thank you so much for your perspective. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Not not a problem, Libby. I love your show. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. So speaking of the election, let me put a few questions out there. What do you think that you, we may not know the result on election night, and it might take a couple of days? The chief electoral officer said up to five days. That sounds like the developing world to me, really. Uh, so that is one of the things. The other things is where are they going to get these polling stations? Are they going to find 18,000 polling stations? I mean, you would have thought that it would be mostly lined up, but that is not the case. And for them to go into a school, the school board has to be on board and the principal has to be on board. So I don't think that's happening too much. And again, I'm, I'm asking the question and, and, People, are you going to vote by mail? By the way, if you vote by mail, you have to upload your documents. It's not that complicated. I mean, you just take a picture of them and upload them, but it is uh, beyond the capabilities of a lot of people. Either they don't have the right kind of phone or internet or whatever it happens to be. So, So what do you think of that? Even mailing in your ballot, you need some computer stuff to be able 
to do that. The number is to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm really interested in what people think about that, but we're going back to the topic of mandatory vaccines. Joel in Toronto. Hello, Joel. I'd just like to say one thing. Um, I'm one person and I alone know three nurses whom we regard as heroes of this pandemic. These nurses will now be stripped of their rights after a year and a half of tireless dedication. Even worse, their livelihoods simply because just they a have minute. insight that makes just, just a minute. Did you say your name was Joel? Only a personal protection. Uh, this is very strange because um, what I have on my screen is something um, completely different. So, you know, people, we have a screener here and, uh, you know, we ask you for your first name and we ask you what you want to talk about. And, you know, if, if, uh, if, if it comes on with somebody who is completely somebody else talking about somebody else, I mean, what's going on here? Are you trying to pull the wool over our eyes and why are, uh, I just completely don't get that. And, you know, we treat you very nicely. And I think a little respect is in order. And, you know, we hear people, I, I will not let people spread lies, falsehoods. I will, of course, let you have your opinion. You can say you don't think this is the right thing to do, which is what I think that woman was going to say. I have no problem taking a call like that, as long as, you know, you don't say anything that is a lie. But uh, I'm not on board with somebody calling and and giving us a whole story that uh, their father's a lawyer and he says this about mandatory vaccination. And, and, and then there's a woman talking about something else entirely. Sorry, that does not fly. And there are a couple of other stories that I haven't heard back about. So uh, on the provincial Tory side, yesterday we talked to a few people about those basically fraudulent uh, fundraising letters, which were mocked up to look like an invoice. And, you know, for vulnerable people might be taken in by that. And the liberal consumer critic that we talked to said, you know, Doug Ford has to wear this and he has to face the cameras and and apologize for it. What we heard off the record is that Doug Ford was ticked and the party apologized for it. But what do you think? Is this on Doug Ford? After all, he's the top guy. The other thing from the provincial Tory party from Yesterday is that they gave their MPPs an ultimatum. You have to be vaccinated or show a medical reason why you are not. And one of them got kicked out of caucus. Was that the right thing? The other one got a medical exemption. So she is still in caucus. Let's get back to the phones. Jim in Toronto. Hi, Jim. Hi, Mr. Ford should, and, and Mr. Ford should not be bullying his MPPs into getting an inoculation. They should not be threatened or bullied. That's very disgusting. I thought he was there for the people. Wasn't that his saying? 
Well, he says they have to lead by example. I mean, the guy is still an MPP, but he's he's not a member of the Tory caucus. That's what happens when with most political parties, uh, if you don't toe the line, you get kicked out. With respect to what did you say? Leading what? Leading leading by example on vaccination. Okay, with regards to leading by example, Mr. Nichols, I believe is his name, and Miss Midas, um, they could be, they are leading by example, to be a leader, not a follower, to be a thinker, not a sheep, to actually care about your health and think before you strike with intelligence is what we need. And no man is my leader, Libby, but it's a great quality to have and you know what? The guy the guy took the consequences. So good good for him for doing that. He didn't try to fudge it. But the government policy is that this is leading by example. All of the other MPPs are vaccinated in the other parties. So they're they're not exactly on the front of this. They're kind of in the back. And actually some of them are saying that you know, they 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 don't want to sit too near this guy because there there's a, a sort of a section they're in the back if they're independents and the liberals because they don't have enough of them to be a full party they're all citizen they sit as independents at the back of the bus and they're saying they don't really want to sit near this guy so that's a whole other thing Let's go to John in Mississauga. Hi, John. Yes, hi, uh, Libby. Um, I just wanted to uh, uh, get back to the election thing there. I just think it's a little overblown, people being afraid to go to a polling station. I mean, you know, you're going to the grocery store once a week. People are going to the beer store, the liquor store. Um, you know, you have some limited restaurants now. Uh, people are shopping at malls. And I'm thinking that, you know, going to a polling station for one or two or maybe three minutes um, with very limited contact and people in masks. I don't think we should be too concerned about that. Well, a lot of people will. I, I was uh, talking about the fact that most of the people who work in the polling stations are older. Sure. Well, and and more vulnerable. And, right. and they may not want to be there for, you know, however. Sure. Yeah. That, but that, That's true. But people themselves, I don't think, should be too worried about it unless you're someone who's who's absolutely not going out at all. Well, there are people, again, in the vulnerable groups who, even if they're vaccinated, are still very careful. I mean, that's the anticipation. Sure. But, certainly. yeah, I, I, I think they're, they're going to have trouble recruiting the workers more than the voters. Well, but I think that's probably for sure, yes. What do you think about having to wait to get the results, possibly? Well, um, if that's the way it's going to be, then, then that's fine. Hmm. As, uh, and I'm, I, I don't I'm, think we're like the U.S. I, I hope we don't start suing the pollsters for cheating and oh, good lord! And and <laughs> like oh, you had to bring that up, did uh, you? Well, I guess that's the first thing people are going to think about when you don't have the results. Uh oh. Oh oh! And uh, we'll hope that there are no hanging chads. Remember those? Oh yeah. No, we don't. We don't. We won't want to go there at all. Okay. Thank you, John. Bye, Libby. Bye bye. All right, the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And, and John is not worried about going to vote in person, as usual. Uh, what do you think of that? Are you going to go vote in person or are you going to vote by mail? 
If you're voting by mail, you have to upload your documents. Uh, It's not difficult, but not everybody, I'm assuming, is ready to do that. Let's go to Clay and Ajax. Hello, Clay. Hi, how are you, Libby? Fine, how are you? Good. Uh, Mandatory vaccinations, uh, it's a a, a positive thing. I'm in favor of 100%. Anybody that's not getting it is selfish. They're not worried about their kids or their grandkids or their grandparents or anything else. And the other thing is... The PC that's allowed to step over on and become an independent, he was voted as a voted in, elected as a PC. If he doesn't want to get the vaccination, he should follow the rules and be out, period. None of this, he can do this, he can do that. The, the other woman that uh, has uh, medical uh, reasons, okay, I'm all in favor of that. that. That's not a problem. But I don't know. I mean, people just don't seem to be taking this serious. Uh, the, now I'm going to, I know we're going to get a big blowback from the union because uh, there a lot of their uh, members aren't going to want to get the vaccination and that. It's just like... They don't care what's good for other people. They're just, I think, like I said, I think they're being selfish. And as far as the polls, Libby, I'm trying to find out who I can get in touch with because I'd love to work the polls. I know oh, who the Elections Canada. Here, Ajax, but I have no idea who the conservative is. Uh, elections Canada. I mean, look up Elections uh, Canada on your computer, and and uh, I'm sure that there will be instructions on how to get in touch. And uh, I'm sure they're looking for people to work those polls. Oh, I'd be happy to do it. Anyway, it. You have to wear a mask and a shield that's all okay. day. I've got a T-shirt that says, I was shot twice with a syringe on it. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, Libby. You're doing a great job as usual. Thank you very much, Clay. Okay, who is next here? Can it? Uh oh, it. He just left as I was about to take his call. Ken in Pennsylvania. Um, Ken, you can call back. But the next person here is Joy and Markham. Hello, Joy. Hi, Libby. Good morning. I haven't spoken to you in a while. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm so happy to get through. I just called in. Um, my situation is um, I'm a little bit upset right now, but I'll calm down. Um, I've been getting telephone calls all morning long from not the same number, but this individual uh, leave uh, messages. Well, I listened to the message, uh, Libby, and it's about my social insurance number. Oh, good Lord, never, never give and, that out. So, oh, I'm not that stupid, Libby. I'm, you know, um, you know, retired, not really retired, semi-retired, still working at age 78. And um, what they're doing is, uh, you know, targeting people like myself but, however, I decided to answer this call just five minutes ago. And um, first of all, I said, well, if my uh, social insurance was being suspended, uh, Revenue Canada would have called me. And I just blazed them sky jo- high. Joy, the, the, ad- the advice from the people who are expert in this from COPS is that you should not engage with them. And if you do engage with them, even if it's negative, chances are that they will keep calling back because they think they have an in. The best thing to do is to hang up. And I can tell you that at home, in the last few days, there have been more of those calls in the morning, mostly. Uh, but um, 
that is the best advice. Don't engage with them because in in their warped minds, they see that even if you talk to them, they might have an in. Right. But, you know, um, uh, that is so true. But at the same time, you know, I just, I was so furious that I told them you're dealing with the wrong person. So, you know, hopefully, you know, other people will stand up to them because they've been calling my number well, the, morning well, long. Most of them are calling from offshore. So that yeah, makes it very difficult. These numbers are, they, they are suspicious. Yeah, they're, they're calling from offshore. So the local authorities can't do anything about it. Um, so just, uh, try to ignore it. And, yeah. um, I, I hear you. And the same thing is going on at my house the last few days. Thank yeah. you for your call, Joy. Yeah. Okay, Libby, thanks for taking the call and have a pleasant weekend. Thank you very much. And I'm much calmer now. Thank okay, you. good, good. Okay, bye-bye. Take a deep breath. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. We have to take another break, but we will be back with more of your calls and your comments on the one, the original Free For All Friday. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, busy day. I am going to get right to the phones. We've got Walter in Oakville. Hello, Walter. Good day. Go ahead. I am very... I I got to send a letter to Trudeau thanking him for the bribe that he gave to my wife, who is 75. I'm going to send him a nice thankful letter, but I have never given to a political party, but I am serious... I am going to give some contribution to the PC party this time around. With your wife's money, you're going to give it to them? Well, we share. <laughs> but, and uh, I kid with her whether, whether, whether he has bought her vote. But uh, Well, if, if he bought her vote, he bought it a, a long time ago. He just didn't pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. Like he announced the election on Sunday, and Monday, he we got a letter saying that this money was coming Monday night. It was in in our account. I mean, Ex- uh, exactly. But he made the promise for that money before the twenty nineteen election. Well, they did give money out to seniors over sixty five back then. No, no, no. This particular bit of money was promised a very long time ago. Well, it's truly abroad. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it's not that. working yeah. with you clearly. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to I'm going to give some money to the PC. I'm going to thank him for it. But, well, but, uh, that, 
That's uh, that's interesting. And by the way, people, the the money I believe is taxable. So you know, you if depending on what your income is, uh, you're not necessarily going to keep five hundred bucks. So people no, should keep that. No, but that's why I'm going to give give some money to the PC party, as if I was paying taxes at least. So. Well, you get a tax break on that. Oh yeah, yeah. So there you go. It sounds well, like a, a good strategy, Walter. Thanks for your call. Good news. Bye bye. Okay, let us go to Kevin in St. Catharines. Hello, Kevin. Hi, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Not bad, first time caller. Oh, wait, wait. Welcome. That's what the gentleman said before. The only problem I have with it is uh, apparently they get the $500 plus a 10% raise, I think, next year. I could be wrong, but I think that's what I heard. Bottom line is anybody from 65 to 75, we're being discriminated against. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Isn't there a thing called ageism they always talk about? Yeah, I mean... It's, so maybe Carp should get on that. Well, well, you know what? I say <laughs> the election campaign isn't over. <laughs> so oh. depending on how it goes now, they did make a $9 billion announcement for things affecting seniors in BC yesterday, but uh, who knows? Yeah, well, uh, you take somebody that that basically... Worked a whole lot. I mean, I'm pretty lucky I got a pension, don't get me wrong. But somebody that worked for minimum wage their whole life, their CPP isn't that much, and everybody gets the same amount of old age security. So that's, you know, that's really giving them a kick in the teeth. Anyway, thanks for listening to my complaint. Okay, Kevin, thanks for that. You too. Yeah, but uh, bear in mind, it is, it's clawed back with income. And uh, I'm trying to remember how much at what point you don't keep any of it. It's it's something like $75,000, maybe, or either it starts that way. I'm not sure. But that money is it, it, if you're relatively well off, you don't get to keep it all. And some people don't get to keep any of it. Let's go to Roy in Cambridge. Hello, Roy. Hello. I'm calling to find out what documents you have to upload in order to vote by mail. You have to upload whatever you would have had to show to vote in the polling booth. So it's government issue ID with a picture and something that shows your address. And your source of this requirement? Was uh, a guy named Dougald Maudsley from Elections Canada. Okay. Okay, well, I don't know how people are going to do that. So that's that's a black mark against trying to vote by by mail. Well, do you do you have a an iPhone? Do you have a phone? Oh, no, no, no. We don't have an iPhone. No. Well, okay, there there are a couple of different options and if you listen to my interview on Sunday with yeah. him, there are some different options where you can Go to a, an Elections Canada office or the polling place right. and get the documents. And there, there are other options, but oh. the main option is to request the mail-in, because you have to request the mail-in ballot. Right, right. Okay, well, thanks for clarifying it. I was a first-time caller, so oh. give us a little bell. There you go. Hey, nice, nice. Have a, have a good weekend. Okay, thank you for that. Right, bye. 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 The numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we do still have a little bit of time left here. Let's go to Hope in Coburg. Hello, Hope. Hello, Libby. I'm asking about 
two other situations. Once in a municipal election, we voted by phone. And once in a federal election, my dad was too sick, so an election person came to the house with a ballot. Wow, a house call. Yes. Okay. But the phone option, that was really easy. You got a card in the mail with a code number you punched in, and then it was press one for this candidate, press two for this candidate. So I'm wondering about, do we have those two options? Nope. No, you do not. Not this time. <laughs> you you can vote by mail or you can vote in person. And, and there there are a number of different options for getting and dropping off those mail-in ballots. Yeah. Well, I'm like the gentleman before. I'm blind and don't have a computer. So under those circumstances, the easiest way is just go vote. Uh, I, I would think so, though, again, there are some options, and if somebody can help explain them to you, I don't uh, remember all of them exactly, but you can pick up the ballots from the mail-in ballots from certain places and, and return them that way, but you might be right. The easiest thing, if you're not worried about it, is to go in. Just show up and do it. Otherwise, like, the phone was really great. Didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, maybe yeah. next time. Maybe next time. Uh, yeah. Next time, uh, maybe we'll be voting online. Who knows? Yeah, that too. Okay. Okay, th- Libby, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, uh, Brian and Mimico. Hello, Brian. Hi, Libby. You know, it would be very refreshing during this election if sometime, especially during the debate, somebody would simply ask Justin Trudeau, why is it you never, ever, ever, ever actually answer a question? And I, I have, I've never heard him do it. And now he's got the entire caucus trained to do the same thing. Is this what you want in a government leader who will never answer a question? It's all just show and, uh, you know, empty nonsense. Oh, we're going to do this. We're attempting to do this. And he's always telling us, what Canadians want. Well, how does a trust fund millionaire know what normal people want? He's a man who never had to worry about money his entire life. You know, his attitude is at private life, I guess, is the same as government as far as money's concerned. There's plenty more where that came from. It would be nice to hear somebody actually ask him that and hear him be stuck for an answer. Okay, Brian, thanks for that. I think we know where you stand. Okay, we are going to Emmanuel in Brampton. Hello? Hello, Emmanuel, you're on the air. Yes, thank you. Well, I'm concerned about the seniors, that they got no computer, they don't know how to use the phone, and uh, lots of people... When they use the phone, they don't even know how to do it. And, and uh, like, uh, what are you going to do for the seniors? Well, okay, let me, uh, you, can, you, can, you can pick up a mail-in ballot at an Elections Canada office as well. Yeah, but that's, uh, you know, like, and uh, the government... It's not given enough money for the seniors. A lot of seniors, they 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 waiting for the pension and, and CPP, 
and then they have to buy the 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 medicine they not cover for it and and now the food it's very expensive and got everything going up and the gas expensive and uh, you, you know they should look after the seniors man they they you know they they kept this country for a long long time and the government they come and give us five hundred dollar uh, you know what they're gonna do with that? You know, yeah. They, they should give us more money for CPP and old pension. Uh, you know, just to cover the the cost to 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 live. You know. Yep, yep. I hear you, Emmanuel. All the best of luck to you. And let us go to Charlotte in Toronto. Hello, Charlotte. Hi, Libby. I just went, uh, I heard one of your callers uh, talking about scams, and I, th- I had a very interesting one yesterday. Okay. I went to Sunnybrook for an appointment, and I came home, and my phone rang, and I looked to see who it was, and it said Sunnybrook. And I thought, oh, my God, that's quick, you know. So, of course, I picked it up right away, and on the phone, this lady said that... Uh, Customs Canada had a parcel with my name on it and that I was to uh, press this button immediately or whatever and they were going to come to arrest me if I didn't get in touch with them. Oh, wow. And this was with the name Sunnybrook up there. Okay, so they can... It's called spoofing and these scammers can make it look like the call is coming from a legitimate phone number or a place that you know. So you have to be on the lookout for that. They, you know, they're they're pretty smart, some of them. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, when it's, I saw Sunnybrook, I thought, my God, they're quick at getting back to me already. And I've just got in the door. And it was amazing. You know, so I, when I heard your other caller, I thought, wow. I got to call you and, and warn about stuff like that, too. Okay, well, that's, uh, you know, the scam that they were doing, that's a pretty old one, but it was with a spoofed phone number, so people out there, uh, Charlotte, thanks thanks for calling, uh, but that's a warning. You have to be on the lookout for that, too. That's right, and I need the bells. I'm a first-time caller. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. Have a good weekend, Libby. Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, we will have to see how the election campaign rolls out over the next couple of weeks. I think it's just kind of gathering steam. And uh, we'll have to see if there's more fallout from all of these places basically saying you have to be vaccinated or you have to show a negative test in order to get in. Is that going to boost the vaccination rate? Are there going to be people who just do it, not necessarily because they want to, but it just because it is such a pain not to? Now, as I said, I'm going to be on holiday for about 10 days. Jane Brown is going to be here. Everybody, have a great weekend. Have a great week. And that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. I'm Libby Snymer. Have a great weekend. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.